Welcome to another episode of Total R&B, where we talk about all things R&B. And you guys, I'm super excited because I have someone on the show who I am a fan of. I actually look up to this person. He's doing almost everything that I want to do. So it's pretty dope that I get to interview him. He is a multi-hyphenate talented human being okay so he's an entrepreneur he has his brands urban fierce my fierce wing radio on air with david duane so yes he is a media personality and he's interviewed all of our favorite singers actors and more like the amount of stuff that he's done in his lifetime so far has been pretty amazing and now he's a recording artist like what can't he do, basically? So welcome to the podcast, Mr. David Dwayne. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Listen, thank you for that amazing intro. Thank you always for the support. I'm so glad to be talking about it all on Total R&B because, you know, it's it's R&B with this project. My whole life is R&B, so it, it feels really good to be a part of this space. So thank you again. Of course, thank you for all the work that you do in the industry, behind the scenes. And now um, you're giving us a peek into another side of you with this upcoming album, Unapologetic Blonde, which comes out on July 21st. So we're super, super excited to be getting this. Um, so I do want to start off the show by asking a question. I always ask my first time guests when they're on here, if you can give us your first memory of R&B. So what? moment mind r&b i always think about bad boy like bad boy is such, uh, a part of my life um i've worked with a lot of artists that were assigned to bad boy or were okay. on making the band and stuff like that so i always think about just that 90s times and then i just think about tlc the fan mail album those that was one of the albums that i had on a cassette tape i can't wait to actually um, start doing performances because I'll actually perform in No Scrubs and do a cover to that and doing the choreography, the original choreography. Okay. Um, I just have such a love for R&B in the 90s to the 2000s. A lot of the album was very much heavily inspired um, by R&B during that time. So, man, I, I just, I'm just so excited. When I think about that time, I'm just like, wow, that was just so dope. R&B of today's time is great, but mm -hmm. the 90s. Yeah, there's, there's nothing like the 90s. So thank you for taking us down that memory lane. Of course, you know, Bad Boy is a big thing. You know, we had the BET Awards that just gave Diddy. Yeah. Diddy we yeah. got to see some of our favorites come and perform again, which was really nice. And then TLC is a classic. We always love them. So, yeah, those are – that's. Those are some dope memories. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Yes. So, sorry. I said we got to remind the kids of our, of our favorites from back in the day versus, you know, always new ones. You know, I love all the new guys and the new girls. There's mm -hmm. so many of them to name, but I love them all. No, definitely. And they need to receive their flowers. So, that was dope. Thank you so much for reminding us of the greats that we, we grew up on. But I, now I want to get into what you're doing um, because you have Unapologetic Blonde, the album, but you did release like a teaser, uh, the Blonde Prelude. So yeah. you released that Ooh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there was three tracks on there. Um, Loving Me Wrong, Always Thinking, Always Think About You, and Na Na Na. 
Yes. So how was it? Because that was like the first body of work that you gave us. So what was the response that you received from that? Wow. So the response was actually quite good. Mm -hmm. I was, I was surprised because when I first put out an ounce of music back in 2012, 2013, it didn't get the response that it was meant to give. The mixing, okay. the mixing master was not giving, the photo shoots was not giving, the graphic design was not giving, it, everything was not giving. The music videos just wasn't it. And I knew that while building my brands, being David Wayne, of course, you know, really establishing that brand and then on air with David Wayne, you know, have changed the name to that from the initial name, which was Biz with D, and then Urban Fierce becoming Urban Fierce Group and stuff like that, originally coming from Fierce Wings Entertainment because I had this whole Fierce thing going on. And I was like, you know what? Let's just establish these brands and these companies for what they are meant to be and utilize them to get me to the next. Now that I think that it would bring me to uh, 2021, being in the mall in LA, supposed to be a lens crafter, but I went to the wrong damn, <laughs> went to the wrong damn place. And uh, I was like, you know what? Let's just post a snippet of me singing. And it started with, I just want to fall in love. People were surprised. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and when I go back to the clip, I'm like, it sounds okay. But of course, with time, you know, you, you get better, of course. Of course. And I was like, whoa, just the response. And it was just literally the other day. I'm like scrolling. I'm like, the fact that people responded to that, put the song out, because so, that was a re-release. And then Love and Wayne and Us was a re-release as well. So, but then once I got to Love Me Wrong, which is a more personable song that is about my life, for real, for real. And then Na Na Na, which is a, another re-release as well. Because I was like, let me just give a nice mixture with how we're doing this. Let's re-record let's re the songs, really get it mixed and mastered, have the right graphic design going. And let's most importantly, give it the attention that it deserves. You know, I had some troubles going along, promoting it along the way, but now with the album uh, finally out, we've been able to really make sure that we have certain assets, make sure that we have visuals uh, visualizers and stuff like that. So we've got visualizers that we put out for Na Na Na, Always Think About You, Love Me Wrong, Beyond the Lights, Wanna Know It On My Mind. And like, I've been so excited just being able to give a tease even before the project came out because it's just so important to just kind of like open up a little bit more personable and have like those different content videos that I've been having where it's me in the studio and I'm talking about the song and I'm really giving a breakdown and I'm giving a full scope and even talking a little bit in the caption, even though I try to let the videos do most of the talking. Yeah. The, the caption, because we know I can talk and I can type a mile a day. So um, it was very, to get back to the main question, it was definitely, and it has been so dope, just seeing people respond overall, because I'm not a natural born singer at all, by any means. I, I don't claim to be, I never will claim to be, but seeing the hard work finally pay off and then seeing the support from people that I don't even know is what I have been wanting the most because it's cool when you got the support from the people that that know you but people that don't know you personally I mean it just hits differently that's when you know you've done something right so with all the support that you're receiving like what do you want your fans to take away from this album I want people to take away that I'm just like them 
Okay. It doesn't matter if they are a man, woman, gay, straight, whatever they, whatever walk of life that they're in, I'm just like them. I think that there's this big misconception that being in the music or entertainment industry, right, that we aren't like the next person. So that we are, we all have struggles, highs and lows, pain, redemption that we are going through. And that's honestly what Unapologetic Blonde represents. It's a representation actually of all those things. And I, I thought about so many different people in mind. It was, it's mainly based on my life, but you know, I had some other stories within on the album, 22 songs. And I know people are like, wow, you got 22 songs on this damn album, but it's like- Listen, I was like, he Chris Browned us with that one. I kind of <laughs> did. And it's so crazy when we think about it, like that's the first, you know, the first off that comes to mind, but mm-hmm. it is the debut and it is the final, you know, like I wanted to be able to tell the story really well. And if I did do decide to come back to do um, a deluxe or do a second or a third, like that, there's room to come back. Okay. But yeah. I wanted to just place it right there. So it's like, whoa, you went out with a bang, but you can follow up to this. And I think that's the most important thing with projects. You don't want to give too much, but you want to give just enough. I tried cutting uh, the track list down as much as possible. You know, I you heard the the initial yeah. uh, project, and there were songs like "Legendary" that was supposed to be on there, and uh, "Stay Warm." And well, "Stay Warm" is on there, and uh, shout out to Party. He did "Stay Warm" and "Rounds." Love those songs. But there was like other songs like "Bedroom" and "Sex Cardio" that was that people don't even know. They may not hear. It. Who who's to say who's to know? But I mean, it's it's a process. You know, you know, to put yourself out there. But tell me about the process. So what was the creative process with creating this album? Because again, I know you from doing interviews, from working behind the scenes with artists. So this is my first time seeing you as, you know, David doing the artist. So right. what was that like creating this album? So creating this album was really 12 years in the making. 12 years in the making. So a lot of stuff like I just want to fall in love, love will wait on us, nah, nah, nah like I said, are from the previous catalog. So that's why I wanted to really work them into this full body of work. And I got in with Aria, who is my amazing co-collaborator. We met, funny enough, I had booked a a session at Ultrium in LA, which is the producer Yanni's studio. And I came in and I was like, it's a female engineer. I was like, this is dope. I thought it was somebody that just happened to work there. And I was like, okay. But I was like, but wait, she's dope. We need more female engineers. Shout out to the ladies. I love y'all. Y'all were so kept in mind during this whole entire project. It's not even funny, but we'll talk about that even further as we get along. And we just vibed. And from working in the studio, uh, just to cut the records that I had already written, we moved on from there. You know, I had started recording at her place and then to now to her having a studio, like she's so congratulations, so proud of you, Aria. And we started to get the writing on Always Think About You. Like I heard her start to like hum things. I'm like, what you thinking? And I was like, I was like, don't hold back over there. Like if you got something, bring it. So since April, we really have been just going in, even to the stuff that is not even out. I don't know 
where it will lie, but to the unreleased vault, I mean, there's some fire that was created and it was just like the chemistry was so there. I came into the studio, I had titles, like I literally had like titles of songs and concepts and hella production. I had production for my boy, Jay Kicks, who is so freaking phenomenal. I was glad that I was able to work with him because I've known him for years before people really got into his dopeness as a producer. Okay. And before people could get into my dopeness as an artist. And he just had this production that sounded live and that was just very like there. And I was like, Jay, I'm like, bro, I got I got some stuff. You know, I know you sent me the, these tracks and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to them. Like, I'm going to work you into this project because I'm always about staying loyal to those who've been loyal to me, especially people who know that you've wanted a dream for yes. so who wanted to see it through. So when I finally got a chance to get to Jay's production, and I appreciate Jay so much because between his production and then Styled, which is a producer that works with him, they really glued the project together. And Jay has said it like that to me before in text message. And I was like, you know what? Y'all really did give the glue to this project. And it just really went with Mighty's production, with Yanni's production, with um, Chris, who's my longtime pro um, producer and collaborator, and then Chris and Teep. So then everything came together. And then towards the end, we got Always On My Mind, which is produced by Alvin Rice, who is freaking incredible. On My Mind is like my top favorite. Well, again, we'll get into all of that. <laughs> it was such a great process. And it's been amazing to be able to record, to vocal produce myself, to arrange, to keep things simple, to know when things are too much or we need to hear things a little bit more. We need to take out certain uh, ad-libs or, you know, ad-lib towards the second half of the song and, and not so much harmonies, but keep the harmonies very there and keep it consistent because it is an R&B album, but it is with elements of pop, elements of hip hop. We've got a nice inspirational record called Save Us that Mighty produced it. I wrote with Aria and it was so quick. The writing with that was so quick. On My Mind was so quick. So, okay, so this seems like even though, you know, being an artist, there's always ups and downs, but it seems that you found like a really solid team and you guys all trust each other. So it made the process not only easy, but also fun for you, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. And I have to shout out uh, Rio and Gab. They wrote Love Me Wrong for me and they wrote my whole entire life. And during the process of recording the album, they really kept me grounded. They kept me motivated, aside from my mom and then one of my close friends, Alan Michael, who's a phenomenal artist who you guys have to check out. He is like R&B, but he's got this alternative sound that's like dance and he's so badass. And honestly, keeping a really good circle. And then my friend Tiki as well, that really kept me balanced because I was really going through a lot okay. um, during the process of recording and finishing. There were delays in the beginning in January. I had COVID. I was supposed to have a whole re release, uh, a listening event. And I'm finally getting a chance to get to the events and perform and stuff like that and actually popping out and being around. So it took a lot. It was a lot of mental health that needed to be checked a lot of depression that's what breaking point is actually about it's about um being to your limit and okay. being, like in pressure being on your mind and going through the motions 
and not even knowing if you're going to survive because you just feel like you're at that point of like, oh my gosh. Because before this album even came out, I was literally, and I am not afraid to say this at all, was at the point where I wanted to commit suicide. So, and to also move from downtown LA to move into a much more safer environment where I would at least have solid ground. I've got some levels on me, okay, <laughs> in the building, but I needed to feel like I was safe during this process because mentally I was thrown. There was a lot of crazy stuff, but you know, it's life, it's the reality. So I feel like this album really is so relatable because there are those moments in the album where you you have to talk about that. You talk about depression, you talk about self-accountability, you know, big things that men don't address in arm. That's what I was going to say. So thank you so much for being open to actually sharing that even on the, the podcast, because I know sometimes yeah. it might be easier sharing something in a song than actually speaking to someone and saying exactly what it is you're going through. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. But that's a thing um, that I do like and appreciate about this album is that you're so open, you're vulnerable, and you're talking about things and situations that you've been through that many of us have gone through as well, but we might feel shame or guilt or too embarrassed to talk about it, um, especially men in the Black community. So thank you for putting yourself out there and being vulnerable, starting these conversations and making great music at the same time. So thank you. It's important to have these conversations as men, as black men, to really be open to talk about these things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many misconceptions in so many different scenarios, right? But if the conversation isn't started, how do we know that it exists in one's life? I feel like with music, it should all a message should always be carried through. There should be some consistency, like a consistent base, right? Whatever that message is for the next man, the next woman, see it all the way through, but make sure that it's relatable to your life and that your listener is able to connect best with that. So whatever that is, you know, I don't want I don't want to start even naming stuff because somebody mm-hmm. can say, but I can relate to that, but I can't. So you know. People have different walks of life. So I'm always big on the fact of, will this person be able to relate? Can their sister relate? Can their mom relate? Can their dad relate? It's all about relatability. And also too, maybe they don't connect immediately, but maybe later on because we're always growing and changing and experiencing different things. So maybe they don't connect to a certain song, but maybe they'll listen back to the album and be like, this is exactly what I'm going through right now. And that music will help them get through the situation or, you know, start the healing process by having, hearing someone going through the same thing that they're currently going through. So yeah, definitely. And did that help also in the creative process? Like talking, I guess, maybe amongst the writers and producers to coming up with the song? It really did. Especially with like Never Alone, because Mm -hmm. that's definitely a song for the women that's basically like, you don't have to put yourself in a relationship where you're not valued. You know, it's so, so, so important to have these conversations in records and just being able to, because I have so many friends that feel like they have to choose a man or they have to choose a woman. You don't have to choose someone who is not choosing you Mm -hmm. and putting you as a priority. 
there has to be a mutual sense. So I felt very much relieved with self accountability, never alone, and um, breaking point. I was like, that's that was that was it. I'm trying to I'm looking at the track listing right now to think if there was anything else that just really gave me that satisfaction like those. But it definitely was that for for that topic matter. Okay. And then what about performing? Because you did mention that you have some performances coming up, which is exciting. So what tracks, looking at the track list, what tracks are you most excited about performing in front of an audience? I'm excited for Beyond the Lights and Wanna Know because those are my upbeat records, very mid-tempo, depending on the song. Upbeat is more so Beyond the Lights, mid-tempo is Wanna Know. It's very badass. It really just shows my personality. Are, are you giving choreography? Is there some dance music? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, in, I was really in my bag when it came to working on the choreography. A lot of, so I choreographed some of it, and then the other half, you know, some portions, I, mainly Mitchell Kelly did the choreography with me, but I did the creative overall and just had this vision um, just to really to start off the show very high energy, bring you down and get very connecting and stuff like that, even with Never Alone. I don't do that on a stool or a chair at all. I actually do that kneeling down and oh, connecting okay. with the audience to really connect and look in their face and stuff like that. Say You Love Me No More, those songs, and um, Why Apologize, and, let, and uh, let me cheat on you is more so that mic stand moment where you just kind of like you engage with the crowd. It's a, being a performer and having that performer experience from taking dance classes as a child. I know that it's so important to be able to perform, look people in the eye and give them that connection that they feel like, wow, he's talking to me. He's speaking to my soul. He, or I can relate to this because my sister, my brother, it all goes back to relatability. So mm -hmm. I love performing these songs always think about you is such a groove because it goes right before I just want to fall in love and I just want to fall in love already had that live sound on the reproduction so it's so different from the original when people like really dive into the project they're like wait a minute this is not what was it was given in February but I don't want it to give what it's a what what it gave you know mm -hmm. you go back when you listen to things, even Love Me Wrong, not Love Me Wrong, I'm sorry. Um, Love Won't Wait On Us has an updated mix and master. It's got some more harmonies and it's, it's just, it's just beautiful. And it feels really good to finally be able to say, wow, I look forward to performing. I look forward to keeping this going and just to see what happens. Cause you know, I might end up becoming a touring artist and maybe more music does come. You know, we just got to put it all into God's hand and just, Yes. If you guys love it, download and support and then tell your friend and tell a friend. And then that's going to keep the wave going of Unapologetic. Of course. of course. So, yes, July 21st, we're all going to be checking out the album. We're going to be, you know, purchasing, streaming, all those things to support you. You did say that as a kid, you did take dance classes. So, like, what type of dance classes did you take as a kid? For sure. So, modern jazz, ballet, hip hop, and tap. I did one year of tap. But my favorite is jazz and ballet. And I actually want to say some. Did you take classes as well? Yes. Oh. All the classes you need, 
I took those too. <laughs> Come on. I love that for you. So crazy. But yeah, exact same thing. Hip hop, jazz, ballet. I took ballet like forever and tap as well. I even like before the pandemic, I went back and it's so crazy that I remembered like all of the dance steps. Oh, crazy. yeah. Okay. So I want to get into some songs. Yes, please. So there are a few songs I've highlighted here and I want to get, you know, your take on them, like what it took to, you know, get the song together. Your take on them and then I'll dive in from there because okay, because you, you dived into this album for real. Yes, I have. So of course, um, I've told you before, one of my faves is Beyond the Lights because it's such a story that so many people gone through in different ways, but I yeah. just think it's a beautiful song. So yeah. one of the things that you did say in the song is I made it through the storm and it made me stronger. So, which I like because so many of us go through so many ups and downs and we don't quit. We don't give up. Right. We keep going. We learn from the situation. It makes us stronger and we keep going and we keep leveling up. So that's one of my favorites on there. So happy that it's still there. <laughs> so let us know about this song. What is your take on the song? How did it come together? Yeah. So like I told you before, the song is about honestly being beyond the lights, being beyond what people perceive you to be in any facet of life. You know, it's beyond the glasses. It's beyond foundation and a nice haircut and looking good, smelling good. It's, it's, it's beyond the outer because the inner is what's most important. You can look as good as you want to, friend, but something, but if your inner don't mix your out, don't match your outer, if your or if your inner vibration doesn't comp, does not rise your outer, it doesn't matter. It's like none and void. And I wrote the song because I, did, I, I was saying this thing and I was like, beyond the beat, beyond the beat, beyond the beat. And I was like, I don't want to say beyond the beat because I don't want people to get the wrong perception about who I am as a person, which mm -hmm. you know, people are always going to do that. I don't care. But I was like, I don't want that to be the narrative for that song. And I don't want anybody asking any underlining questions whatsoever. So I was like, let's call, let's do this beyond the lights. Because when I do interviews, they're lights. When you perform, they're lights on stage. And I was like, let me just talk about it. In the second verse, I really got deep. And I was like, these dudes left me uh, stranded, but they want credit. So what they think is really going on. Talking about a real life situation of working with some previous clients where there was verbal abuse, practically to the point of physical abuse. And um, you grow from that. You forgive, you forgive yourself for putting yourself in situations that provoke that these things to happen and you forgive those individuals. But I never for one wanted to not be honest on this album as much as possible because there's a lot of things that go on behind, yeah, the, lights. behind the lights. Right. <laughs> So I, I needed I needed to be honest, especially with that being the first song, and then bringing na 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 and just and just really give that energy, like wake people up, 
first of all, vocally, I sound bomb on this record. If I had to say like top records of where I sound bomb, mm-hmm. aside from the records where I'm singing in a high octave, which I slide on, you know what I'm saying? And I have to like pat myself on the back and, and pat Aria on the back too and give us credit where it's due because Beyond the Lights like was recorded enough times just to get it perfect. So the final version that y'all hear is like the most recent vocals. Cause I was like, I needed to do it like this because I, I switched it up. It was like, I was like this. And then I was like, and then I was like, you know what? Let's, let's not give that. Let's give it back to what it needs to be. Let's give it real forward. Let's give it real, you know, real masculine vibes and let, and let the shit, you know, just flow out the way it needs to. I love that. And another one is Say You Love Me. So there is, I like the line, haven't I showed you that I'm worthy? Because I feel like that's a big one when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Say You Love Me, and I have to pair Say You Love Me with If You and On My Mind, mm-hmm. because it is about the new possibilities. You know what I'm saying? And I've just been so forward with this person and they know that the, I don't know if they know on my mind is about them. They know that they know that say you love me. And if you is about them, because you just meet people in life that are so dope and you're like, yo, just let's, let's take a chance. You know, like I'm always about establishing a good friendship. Mm. really getting to know a person I don't want to date somebody or say I'm in a relationship on a romantic side if we don't know each other we don't hang out we don't communicate communication is so 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 big and I take pride in that so when me and Aria said that I was like look this is this is the this is the track this is this one this is this one and on my mind was written last but Jake Hicks and Styles did Say You Love Me. And I was literally texting Jay and I was like, so bro, I have these titles and Say You Love Me was one. Mother's Love was actually on there because I wanted to do a song for my mom yes. on the album, but I didn't get a chance to do that for this. So maybe in the near future, we got to see what what's down the line. I don't want to say anything that may not happen or may happen. You know what I'm saying? Got to leave things up for interpretation. So I was like, okay, I was, I, I was thinking that and I was hearing it. And then I heard the production. I was like, is this long? Like, do you have a longer version? He was like, no, I don't think I have one, but see if your engineer can, you know, make it longer. So he came back. He was like, I was able to find one. And I was like, oh, thank God. And then I told him once we had really got into the writing, I said, I need, I need a bridge because with R&B, bridges Talk about it. there. If your R&B record does not have a bridge, if your R&B record does not have a pre, if your R&B record doesn't have an outro. Let them know because a lot of these songs don't have any of those. <laughs> and if we're talking about the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s, these songs have that. When you go back through your favorites, if, whether it's a Brandy or Whitney Houston, um, a Donnell Jones, a 112, 
702, anybody, I can name them all. And shout outs to those amazing artists because I look up to them. SWV, Missy Elliott. Mm -hmm. Y'all can say that Missy Elliott is a hip hop artist, but she is definitely she the can sing. of R&B and she sings down. She will, mm -hmm. she will eat and she eats and she ain't no one to compete with either. I love Missy. Even like, even little Kim, she can sing too. Kim don't just, but she don't give us those vocals often when she drops records. But when you listen You to know who they don't talk about too? Ooh. And this person I love. Like if ever I meet her, like I'm gonna go crazy. And usually with celebrities, I'm just like, it's cool. Queen Latifah. I mean, like up, down, side to side. Like she's mopping the floor with everybody. Yeah. And then with her with the acting, oh, get out of here. Y'all are y'all are swept. But a lot of people don't talk about like she could really sing. Like, yeah. Her vocals. I'm just, I just, oh, just thinking about it in my head. She's incredible. Mm -hmm. And um, so long story short, I was like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta finish this the right way. And then Styles did If You. And I was like, bro, like this shit is sick. So me and Ari were like, let's add a pad in there during the uh during that hook. Cause baby, if you put it down on me, give me what I want, this could be. And we really mixed those octaves. And that was the most fun part with these last records was really playing with the octaves. Cause fun fact, the songs that are written, that, that are sung in the high mainly were mm -hmm. written in the low, were low octaves. And so oh. the songs that were sung in the low octaves were actually written in high octaves. Good to know. I would have never guessed. Never. Yeah. That's so dope. Yeah. And then on my mind, Alvin did that record. And I was just like, I just wanted something bright and exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just in such a good place in my life, despite the craziness that people don't know, you know, on the scene that's going on behind the scene. I really feel good. And when you feel good, you want to express the brightness. So when I when we wrote on my mind, I felt the same exact way when we did always think about you. And when I wrote, I just want to fall in love part two. Because I was just like, I just want to be happy. I don't want to cuss anybody out. I don't I don't I don't want that energy. I just really want good vibes. I want to be able to really bring this album out and give it what it's supposed to give. Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that you love Say You Love Me because that's 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 a fun one to perform. Yeah, no, I do like that one. And then another one that is um, a favorite that so many people can relate to is Let Me Cheat On You. <laughs> Let's get into that one because that <laughs> one is like a friend song. Like somebody hurts you, you want to hurt them back. Yeah. Like, you no, know, tit for tat. So talk about it. How, how did this come about? So... Let me cheat on you was another one from for Jake from Jake Higgs. Okay. And like again, my list had even like with why I apologize, like it was like apology. It was like let me cheat on you. Like I had like this list is crazy. And then I have another list as well too that I can't locate, which I gotta find because it's like hundreds of titles. Wow. Like okay. Hundreds. So I write from the titles. In mind, and then I say, Does this sound like this? Does this sound like that? And again, 
with the women in mind, I wrote, let me cheat on you. However, women, y'all been switching up late. <laughs> y'all been the cheaters and the manipulators. But I wrote it in a place where the women could relate. Okay. So it was written from the perspective of a woman, but sung as a male. You know what I'm saying? Because even when the second, the second verse, I see old girl and she want to be stuck on you. It's right there. It's literally right there. And I think people will actually gloss over that line until they actually have heard me just say what I just said. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll probably take a few listens for them to catch everything. I think that's going to be through all the songs as well, because they were like well written, all of the songs, right? So I think it's going to be like one of those where you got to listen to it a couple of times and be like, wait, did he just say? And, you know, rewind the track a little bit. So, yeah. So much forwardness in these lyrics. And it's like so many things are literally right there. And I want and I wanted it to be very honest within the lyrics and give people answers to their questions because people always have questions and I always don't give an answer to what they want. Mm. So I'm like, let me just put it in the music. If you had, if you had any wonders, any doubts about this, that, and the third, it's right there. Listen, pay attention to these titles, people. These titles are critical. <laughs> All right. And then another one too. Um, let me see here. Oh, yeah. Love Me Wrong. Whoo. Love Me Wrong. Yes. Now, let me ask you, when you hear Love Me Wrong, what is that feeling that you personally get from here, Love Me Wrong? And what artists in what time whether it be the 80s or the 90s or 2000s, does it give you? Um, I think it could be anywhere from like late 90s, early 2000s for mm. me. And it's just a song like, it's just, I don't, I'm trying to find my words now. Um, on the spot <laughs> right um, like just someone who like just is not putting their all into the relationship like maybe you are or you want them to yeah. so like you know being someone's secret um, not being appreciated like always just I guess we're on two different pages type of thing yeah so much. yeah exactly what it was about being a secret and not wanting that to be a secret anymore is very <laughs> challenging when you have to hide a relationship. I do well with secrets and in, in, in holding that, but people, I'm just like, who y'all really be out here married on a low hiding and just in relationships on the low hiding. And I think that there is a level of keeping things private, which I'm cool with. Yeah. But secret is very, is very different. 
And I just got tired of being in this situationship on and off for three years and just, you know, just being this person's secret. We connected back after not speaking when the pandemic had happened, circled back in December of 2021. So nine months had went by and we had not spoke. And then things just go so sour. And it's so crazy that things happen in your life where you just get inspired. And I told the situation to Rio and then he told it to Gab and then they just, and then that damn Chris and T, let me tell you something, <laughs> they are cold when it comes to the production. And this literally was my Whitney Houston, I have nothing because it's okay. big. It's yes. big. That, that was the initial inspiration because I said, that's that record for me. I said, this is a big record. This is the record that we eventually, at some point, will take this record to radio. I do believe in the aspect of radio, and we will be working the video. You know, I can't say to where and whom, but if you see the video work that I've done before and stuff like that, you know that it's going to be on a great uh, promotional scale, and I'm looking forward to it because it's such it's such a reality record. We've all been loved wrong. If we haven't been loved wrong and been in relationship, we gotta start, we gotta start loving somebody else wrong so that we can relate. You know what I'm saying? Not to encourage that type of mentality, but yeah. it's, it's there's so much vulnerability in that. And there's so much power in performing that song. And I know that's gonna be a song that I'm gonna have to perform forever and never and never and never and never and never and never. And I'm just I'm just so grateful because I was I was not sure how people were going to react. Okay. But yeah, that's that's another one of like my faves. Like mm -hmm. that. And then I like what you said too. There's a difference between secret and private. So yeah. yeah, I think a lot of times too, people were looking at like Beyonce and Jay-Z and how private they were and was trying to like mimic that but then took it a little too far <laughs> too far too, people, yeah. don't know, people don't know where too much is too much and there's not that mutual communication yeah so like you said communication is really important yeah you have to communicate you have to tell the person it's like this or, or and it's like this on your end and this is how we can come together and do this it shouldn't be, oh, well, here's the ultimatum and blah, 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 blah. The ultimatum should be thrown when you guys can't get on the same page and y'all were at one point and mm -hmm. stuff not, th things cannot be worked out. And it's just, it's just not going to work. That's when the ultimatum should be thrown. But relationships are very salvageable. People just choose to do what they want to do. So in that situation, of love me wrong. I hope the person that love me wrong is about is actually watching. <laughs> I had tried, 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 tried. I drove, and this is being perfect, but I, I, I love having a moment to do interviews and really connect with people that have that support me, that know me for real, for real, and stuff like that, and to get personal because other interviews I can't get this candidate at all. I tell my mom, it's like, look, you got to know the time and place. They have these conversations. You can't be shooting all your stuff in the wrong platforms. Yeah. I can say from that situation, 
what I did was I tried until the very, 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 very end. But my advice to anybody that's in a situation that is not established to what it is, never go through somebody mistreating you, manipulating, being a manipulator and lying to you time after time. Somebody can love you, but here goes the thing. Are they willing to do the self-work to love themselves? So don't necessarily think that they may not love you because if they said that they say it, they probably do. Some people don't and they just say it, but (laughs) let me tell you something. If you don't do self-work, it's over. And there wasn't enough self-work going on in that situation for me. So I had to hold myself accountable accountable for the this situation going the way that it did and being so open, being so vulnerable, but, but because it started so different and it was so cool and it was so nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's cute. That's great, David. That's cute friends and stuff like that that are going through that current situation right now. But you have to put your foot down and say, I'm not doing this. I totally agree. You know, like. Totally agree. Being a secret, being on and off, and there's nothing there, nothing really truly established for three years. Oh, no. Maybe <laughs> you for five years. And I, yeah. I don't. I don't get that, but I do get it because the feeling of love is so real. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure with the album, we really stood 10 toes down on the expression of love, but being very vulnerable and being very honest with the other topics at hand. I love that. That was a word and a half right there. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Um, another question I wanted to ask you too, because you mentioned her throughout the interview is your mom. Yes. So how does she feel about this album with all the songs that you put on there, putting yourself out there, being creative, being vulnerable? Like how's she feeling about it? She loved it. At first there were songs. There's actually a lot of songs that she did not hear. Okay. Because of the explicitness. Mm-hmm. Um, she did not, she heard all night. I believe she, I'm trying to think, have you had it like this before? Got your leg. What song is that? I got, oh, Stay Warm. She heard Stay Warm. I had to, I had to sing the song to remember. Okay. Um, and then I had to really be a little bit on the appropriate side and okay. stop sending certain songs that were just too much. I did send If You because and if you was very like risky to say, yeah. but I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I have nothing to hide. You're going to hear it eventually. You're going to download, you're going to stream, which my mom does all the time. Like she'll, she'll I'll be talking to her and she'll be listening to Y Apologize. I'll be like, girl, like I get You're it. Proud. I love oh, that. God. Yeah. So there, there definitely was some songs. Um, that she did not hear. She did not like on my mind at first. Okay. It had to like honesty. Yeah, it had to grow. Uh, she preferred a different song over that one, but that's that song that I was mentioning from the page um, is actually a song that I have tucked from my writing catalog because I wouldn't be doing a lot of, I'm doing a lot of songwriting now too. So I'm working on that 
And then there's some other things brewing as well too. Um, but being a songwriter is always something that I've wanted to do. So that's what that was for and stuff like that. And I'm like, look, that's, that's for that. But this for this is what it is. Love that. Okay. But so I always think about you too. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that she's so supportive and that she loves what you're doing, the music that you're putting out there. And that's always great when you have your parents that are, you know, proud of what you're doing and supporting you. So I think that is a beautiful thing. Um, I do want to play uh, some R&B trivia. Let's, uh, let's, let's hope I know what this, uh, what this game is hitting for. Matt, you do know. Don't worry. <laughs> You definitely know. Okay, so I'm going to ask you six questions. So we'll see how you do out of the six. So the first question is, what is the name of TLC's second studio album? Second? Oh, my gosh. Um, crazy Sexy Cool? Boom, you got it. Because <laughs> I was a member of TLC. And shout outs to my boy, Mike River, who has given me that recognition because he knows that I was the fourth member of TLC. <laughs> well, there you go. So you got that right. So moving on to the second question. So which R&B artist had the internet going crazy over the statement that he's the king of R&B? Oh, I was, you know, it's funny that you were about to say this because I was actually thinking about his crazy ass Jacques. Like, <laughs> absolutely not, sir. Absolutely not. You don't, does he even do R&B? Let's, it, like, realistically. Um. Okay, to be honest, I haven't listened to a full Jacques album. So I can't really... I can't really answer that fully, but I would say that he is R&B. Mm. But I, I yeah. would say that, yeah, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he's the king. Oh no. I he think not. that was just a great statement for him to say to get eyes on him and for people to pay attention to his music. For sure. You know, for clickbait and we know we know who the king of R&B is. Y'all cannot want to mention him. And it's so unfortunate to see where his life has turned and the, just this, this legacy is just won't be able to continue. And that's R. Kelly. Say what you want, but Robert Kelly can write a damn song. Yep. A song. He produced one of my favorite songs by Britney Spears called Outrageous, which is on her In The Zone album. Definitely. Okay. So question three. So this is a name, this R&B singer. So his debut album from the bottom to the top was released in 2000 and included hits. I like it and crazy things I do for love. Don't do this. No. Yes. You got, you've interviewed him a couple of times. Have I? Yes. Two of the hits, I like it. It's not music soul, child. Mm-mm. Crazy things I do for love. It's not John B. No. But it's in that territory, right? Bro, you did this last time. Who is it? It's Sammy. 
<laughs> Let me tell you about Sammy, okay? Sammy is my motherfucking bro. And I got to say it like that because Versus, mm-hmm. I'm there. And I have to clear some things up with Versus. Jeremiah did not sound as bad as y'all heard. Okay. The sound of the feed was horrible. Omarion sounded like he sounded. And Ray, shout out to my boy Ray J as well. He sounded like he sounded until my baby's born. One wish, one wish, one wish. Um, but he's turning that around. He is making a coin. He needs to give us music <laughs> when the time is right. Because Ray drops music. Brother Sammy, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just... You know, the thing is with Sammy, Sammy has so many amazing projects. Like, in yep. Sansa, he's got this latest one that's called Satin Sheets. That if you guys have not checked it out, please, please, please check it out. He is definitely, when we talk about the category of, and now I've got the damn album covers in my head, right? As we're talking about yep. him, is one <laughs> of those. He is an R&B legend. There's no question about that. He is one of the kings of R&B. And it's such an honor to know guys like him, Luke James, Tank, um, Avant, uh, Elijah Blake, who I just saw just a few weeks ago. Um, I have to get him on a record. Some, some One of these days, if I, if I come out with a deluxe or a second album, I'm putting it out there, but these guys are tone stiff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just R&B, male R&B to its fullest extent. Maurice Moore, uh, male R&B, but Maurice is so- um, I didn't look that up. I haven't heard of Maurice, so I gotta check from, him out. You know where he's from? He's from Ottawa. <gasps> are you serious? Oh yeah, my so God. Okay. And he, That's at the he, top of my list now. Yeah, he's a, he's amazing. Uh, Dana Vons, amazing. Princeton Perez, amazing. Like R&B is such in a good space. But those even those guys right there, they're so beyond R&B, but they do it and they deliver in such a great way. But yeah, I mean, y'all got to see Sammy perform live. Like if you haven't. Listen. Okay, so anybody that knows me knows that I love, I love Sammy. So one time he came to my city and I was like, oh my God, I have to go. So I got two of my friends and we're like, I'm like, please come with me. We're going to go see Sammy perform at this club or whatever. It was like this person's birthday. So we go to the club and we get there before the performance. I get my drink and I'm excited because I'm like, I'm finally going to see him perform live. Right. But it was a mess though, because they didn't even really announce that he was coming. I turn around, I see some guy just brush past me. And my friend's like, is that Sammy? I was like, what the hell? So then he gets on stage and he starts singing, but they messed up his sound. I hate that. So then he was not happy about that. So he was like, okay, when you guys fix the sound, I'm going to come back on stage and I'll perform. Mm-hmm. Of course they didn't. The sound. Which he shouldn't, right? No. So, of course, they did not fix the sound. So he never came back on stage because we were waiting because that's the only reason why we went. And so 
Yeah. Never got to see him perform. Damn. I'm, I'm just honestly so proud of him and the way and the reason why I just have to take a moment to really give him his flowers because being an independent artist from being signed and then to, you know, go through the things that you have gone through in this industry to have management take and steal from you and to not have and then you get a good manager. Shout outs to his manager, Skino, who's a great brother. I mean, there is not really many great managers out there mm -hmm. that are very honest to a T and will not fuck their artists over. And I have to say it like that. But when you are an artist and you can find one, especially in R&B, and there's brotherhood or a sisterhood before there is the business. Yeah. You keep that person in your circle. And it doesn't even matter if it's a manager. It can be a publicist. It could be a marketing manager. It could be whomever. It could be, it could be your bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? It could be your security. Like, you know, like I said, your security. It can be a dancer. It can be, excuse me, any of those personnel. Because you need good people in your circle. And the way that Sammy and Skino work is so dope. Even Tank and Jay Valentine. Shout out to you too. Yes. Jay had a retirement. I know. I'm so happy. It's it's funny how they're going to switch positions. So, yeah. No, I'm happy. I have Sammy on my wish list to interview because I'm such a huge I'll fan. And Sammy's always watching. But um, yeah, because his story is amazing, right? That yeah. Everything that he's gone through and just how he conducts himself because that can make you bitter. It could turn you against everything. But, you know, he stays grounded. He keeps going and people are starting to recognize his talent again. Yeah. So, yeah, it's super, super dope. So, yeah. So let's go to question four. This one. Yeah, I think you know this one. So Tank. Yes. Did not sing background, like live background, for the following mm -hmm. artists. Is it A, Aaliyah, B, Brian McKnight, or C, Genuine? B. Definitely not Brian McKnight. <laughs> and you know, it's so crazy because I feel like I've told you this. I've interviewed Brian McKnight, and it was such an honor because he's so underrated like so i don't think people really understand like how dope brian mcknight is yep some people know his songs and, and the reason yeah. why I think some people know his songs because this new generation definitely does it okay yeah really when you think when you when you hear brian mcknight Unfortunately, a lot of people aren't going to say, oh my gosh, Brian McKnight, like that. Mm. But he's had hits. Brian McKnight is still touring. Like, I need y'all to like really catch up on like his iconicness of what he's done. Like, oh my gosh. And his voice like hasn't changed because he was just on the Martin Reunion show. Was he? I'm spilling it, so if you did not see it, I'm so sorry. I don't watch. I don't watch anything, so you can tell me everything. I know everybody who's probably watching probably saw it, or we'll see it at some point. So, yeah, so spill, spill everything with me. Yeah, so sorry, I gotta just say it because so they were um, going down memory lane and they were picking like different um, parts of different episodes that people like. Who was on one? 
Yes, when um, Martin proposed to Gina and then he had Brian McKnight come out and sing. And then Brian actually showed up at the reunion and he sang that same song. And it was just a beautiful moment because his voice is amazing, of course. So gold. it was good to see him. It is so gold. Yeah. I just need for more people to really tap into the previous catalog of some of these amazing, great R&B soul acts, male, female group, uh, just whatever. Get into it. And even his son, Brian McKnight Jr. Yeah. His music is super dope, too. So if you guys didn't know, his son is doing his thing. So you could definitely follow him on social media. Like, he puts out good music, too. And his voice is also amazing. So, yes. Yeah. And Party, who did uh, Stay Warm and Rounds, actually is doing some work with um, his son. Oh, wow. So they're, they're cooking. They're cooking over there. So question five. Um, this one's a little tricky. This female R&B singer also works as a mortician. Is it <laughs> Ari Lennox, B, Jasmine Sullivan, C, Monica, or D, Janae Eiko? Monica. Yes, that's right. And when I found that out I, and she posted that, I was like... <laughs> You would never, you would never think. I could not. I could not. But I love Monica. Mm -hmm. and I did get a chance to interview her. One of the many one-on-one -on -one interviews, having an independent platform, but it, being able to interview her on tour. You wow. know what I mean? Because, you know, she, if you go through all the one interviews that she did during Code Red, she did a lot of media outlets that we're familiar with, but not too many one-on-ones. Mm -hmm. I was blessed with that opportunity, and she's so amazing. R&B is such in a good space, and you don't have to box yourself in. Brittany B., who goes by uh, BB now, um, Gogo Marl, a, a good friend of mine from Philly and stuff like that. And she's, she's amazing. With, yeah. yeah. She's working with Harmony. I was happy she got her moment at the BET Awards. Yes. Yeah. Her and Harmony have been working for some time for that moment to happen. And even, even when you think about Harmony Samuels and his stuff, I got to give my bro like his flowers too, because mm -hmm. he's worked with Janet Jackson. He's worked with Destiny's Child. He's worked with countless of artists. He's worked with Seven Streeter, who is my absolute. Y'all know that that yeah, is, that like, is your homegirl. That's that's my yeah. heart. Like, she <laughs> is, she's one of the sweetest individuals that I've met. And what's crazy is Seven has been really working so like she worked so hard on that album. And when you think about the time, and I know I'm like getting long-winded as I always do, R&B projects take time. You know, yeah. there's some demand. And, 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 let's, and let's actually talk about this because I want to hear your thoughts on this. There's so much like demand for our, like for favorite artists to always drop, 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 drop after they just dropped the whole damn project last year. It's good that the demand is there, but y'all not sitting with these projects enough like it takes money to 
do these projects, shoots, hair, haircuts. Uh, I'd rather the artist take time and live life and experience some stuff and then give me an album. Like I will, I will wait if that means that they're taking their time and coming up with great content. Cause I feel sometimes when artists keep throwing out album after album after album, it sounds repetitive. Very. Like, there's nothing new. And I just, they don't even feel connected really to their, their song, even though they're singing the crap out of it. It just, yep. there's a difference I find. Like, for example, if we talk back um, with Sammy, like Insomnia is one of my favorites. That's like, one of the best. I love that whole entire body of work, but that is because that is exactly what he was going through at that point in his life. Yeah. And that album, like, I really wish that it was like an actual album and that it was considered for some type of awards and stuff. Cause it's, to me, it's that good, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I want my artists to go live their lives and then give me, <laughs> give me a follow-up. And that's exactly what Seven does, and like a Luke James and a Marsha Ambrose and an L. Varner and a Bridget Kelly. Bridget don't get enough credit for how bomb she is as an mm -hmm. artist, but y'all gotta go check out Reality Bites as well too. Like I'm giving y'all like some nugget albums to check out. Check out every damn album from Eric Bellinger, my boy. Like these are albums, and that that's like thirty some odd albums that you're checking out because Eric, Eric be giving us some music all the time. Mm -hmm. He's so and he's so consistent with it, and even in the live the live performances, like man, he gonna give you a show. Him and he's like he just has like a fun personality too. Yeah, fun personality. He's always been super solid. Like as busy as he is, mm -hmm. always been solid. We've always just had that type of friendship, like. Look, he can text me two weeks after the damn fact that I text him. He going to circle back, all right? If he doesn't, like, it's it's not it's nothing but a word to say, yo, what's up? How you doing? How's the family? Look, congratulations on the project. I'll see you at, I'll see you at the LA show because, you know, you just, when there is good art, you got to give people the hours. Okay, so let's do our last trivia question before we wrap it up. So, okay, so he is a male R&B singer. He was on American Idol, and he's from Louisiana. And he uses the four-leaf clover as his symbol. And he's also a David Brown as well, and you've never heard me say my actual birth name. But David Dwayne is my name. It's just that brown part, but don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Lucky Day as well. You like him too in the RB space, Giveon too. I don't care if people want to classify Giveon as like pop and stuff like that. Whatever. Talented brothers, extremely talented. And they work extremely hard in their stage presence. Man. And Lucky Day's latest album, like I can't get enough of it. It's it's an amazing you know, crazy. I haven't heard it yet. Really, you're gonna like it. There's a lot of music that I have not heard because as I'm in my space of songwriting, mm -hmm. I don't want to hear too many melodies. And I don't want to repeat 
melodies even of my own. So I try to not, well, I don't listen to music. I barely even listen to Beyonce Break My Soul. But I mean, it's like, it's Beyonce. I only heard one song off of Drake's new project. I don't know anything about anything else. I've only heard Chloe Surprise because like, how how, how can you not listen to Chloe? Like, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's fair. It makes sense, especially when you're in the midst of creating your own work of art. So that makes a lot of sense. But when you do get around to it, that is definitely an album that you're going to enjoy. So, so check it out, because ever since it came out, like I can't get enough of it. I listen to it all the time. So it's definitely still in rotation. But let us know because July 21st is coming right around the corner. So let us know what is next, what we can look forward to. Like, is there more visualizers that's happening? Another single release? What should we be looking out for before we go? So stay tuned to social media, Instagram, David Dwayne, Twitter is the Dwayne official. Facebook is David Dwayne official. Just stay tuned to socials. Definitely follow me on Twitter. Twitter's like my favorite. I love Instagram, Facebook. I love them over there. They're so like phenomenal because I get a chance to work with these social media platforms as well too, which is so freaking dope. Mm -hmm. But um, I would just say stay tuned because there's a lot going on that I cannot speak on yet that will really excite people. There's definitely more videos. So if you, so I can say the songs that you see me constantly promote, there are chances that you will see videos for those. Okay. And there is a possibility of other ones that you may see other content for as well. So there's tons of, there's tons where it came from. This album will be pushed for um, for some time. I'm just looking forward to continuing to push this album, connect with people and um, release merch and vinyls and cassette tapes. Those are available and CDs and stuff like that, hard CDs, cause you know, I come from an era where those things are just so important to have. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything else, I, I'm just like, stay tuned. Well, I'm excited. So on the air with David Dwayne, we'll be back for the record. I just want to set the record straight because I know everybody saw the trend. Like, I wouldn't say that it was a transition, but I would see people saw a introduction, okay. a formal introduction happening. When people were like, wait a minute. So no more interviews? <laughs> no, 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 no. On air with David Dwayne is definitely coming back, full effect. I've created such platforms that deserve what it deserves in its right timing. Hmm. And that's key. You deserve what you deserve in the right timing, divine timing, God's timing. There's so many times where people even say, and I was just talking about this too. This is gonna be my last point. People talk about overnight success. Right. Mm. Yep. Oh, that's that's an overstatement. It's overly said. It's not true at all. Even those people who were quote overnight sensations, there was work. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of work. 
There was pain, highs, lows. It was a lot of stuff that happened. So I don't believe in overnight success. So anybody that's watching, I say, stay encouraged, dream on, see all your dreams through. Anything conceivable is possible. God brought us together in this conversation. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm so grateful Amen. for your support because when I go live, you are one person who I can count on to constantly be there. And if I don't see you, I'll be like, you know what? To be honest, we can end the live because <laughs> I don't see, you know, certain key people like it's always you, like Kiana. And then what's the one that's like, I forget what his damn name is, but he just be doing too damn much. He know who he is if he watches like that, but it's just the consistency. So dream on people and continue to dream. And congratulations to you for everything that you've been doing in this amazing platform. And trust me, I'm going to put in a few words to a few of my friends so we can so we can get this get this podcast popping because you you really are a true fan of R&B. It shows, and even in some of the songs that you said stood out to you mm -hmm. on the project. So I appreciate that, Sammy, coming your way. And I would have a couple people reach out your way. And I'll even connect you with some people too. So that okay. you can even grow. Yeah, for sure. So that you can even grow. Like, listen, if I would not have gotten to where I was if people did not connect and believe in me. And I believe in you. And that's what life is about building together and helping one another we on this earth together and we only live this life on earth once mm -hmm. no i i really appreciate that because yeah. you know the the first time i saw or met david duane is because i was in a boot camp with a shout out to monique jackson yeah. um, she is a publicist out in la and she does amazing things i love her work and the way that she thinks um, about things it's really outside the box and to really help um, the artist so she's someone that I looked up to I did her boot camp and got some people to come on to talk to us and David Duane was one of the many people that she got and then as soon as he introduced himself and listed all the things that he was doing I was just like this is who I need to follow he has the blueprint so i gotta follow him and i've been following you ever since supporting you and you've been so kind and amazing and i love watching your interview so i'm happy that so everything's gonna come back um and also to look out for all of his social medias because he does like industry conversations so that's where oh, you get the game that's coming back soon okay my um a friend of mine, Lauren, who is doing amazing things with TMZ and just amazing things as as overall, like shout outs to her and even shout outs to like Gia Peppers, Danielle Young, um, Brandy that works at Essence, my my friend. And um, there's there's so many women that I could just shout outs, but um, shout outs to all the ladies, shout outs to Raylan. Um, shout outs to Buzzy Baker. I mean, like, I'm, I'm like naming uh, incredible people like Angie. Doing from amazing things. Judith, her sister. Um, oh my gosh. Like so many people that I, I'm just going to stop shouting people's <laughs> names out. It's going to get ridiculous. But there's just so much amazingness that is happening in this 
life right now that we just have to be so grateful um, for these opportunities. Even even Monique as well too. Like she's incredible. She her her client is saying too. I'm gonna actually text her and say, hey, um, we need in in Ebony as well to be like, yeah, we we need to we got to make that happen. We got to make that happen. No, definitely. So yeah, I'm always there to support. I cannot wait, everybody. July 21st is the date to get this album. Unapologetic Blonde is coming out. I'm Again, I'm super excited. I can't wait. I didn't even know there was merch coming out. So I will definitely stay tuned. Thank you so much for giving me this interview. Thank you for being vulnerable and opening up and letting us know about the album and all the stuff that you've been going through. And I'm so happy that you stuck to it and that this album is coming out. And of course, I know there's so much more that's coming from you, so much more greatness. And I can't wait to continue to watch you grow and support you along the way. So congratulations on everything. Thank you. And the shrug wasn't to the greatness, but to what's to come, I don't know. But But it is going to be great. It's It's going to be greatness. And I'm so, so thankful for your support. So thank you again. No, of course. Thank you so much. And thank you for everybody who is listening and watching. This is the Total r Podcast. We are a bi-weekly podcast. You can follow me on social media at Lorena.xo on Instagram. And we will be back in two weeks with another interview. Make sure you guys follow Lorena. Stop playing. <laughs>